Welcome to Career View. This is the podcast where we ask questions you want to know when it comes to pursuing a career path. I'm your host, Nirija Shamal, and each episode I will ask questions on behalf of students across the country from secondary schools and universities what they want to know when it comes to pursuing their dream job. For today's episode, I'll be asking top questions that have been submitted by students on the CareerView website who are interested in a career in film and television. Joining me today is producer Hannah No, who is currently working at an award-winning film and television production company. Despite graduating with a bachelor's degree in accounting, she chose to pursue her passion and enter the creative arts. In her own words, it was the best decision she ever made. So let's hear from her. back for another episode here on career view we have someone from our film industry which i'm really happy to have her hannah tell me how is everything going with yourself i feel good it's good to see you it's been a while it's been a very long time and great to see you in melbourne and to be doing this interview with yourself and ask you questions that students want to know but before we jump into our questions hannah one thing that i would like to know from yourself was this something that you always wanted to do Producing? Yeah. Being a producer in the film industry, was this something that you always had a passion for? To be honest, no. I think growing up around the time that I did, I had a lot of interest in media and what that looked like. So when I was getting into university and sort of thinking about my career moving forward, I had sort of started taking like a media major on the side and eventually kind of went travelling once I finished this accounting degree that I'd started and found myself and enrolled in film school shortly after. Fantastic. And wow, what a transition Mm. from accounting to film school. Mm -hmm. Was that difficult for you to make or did that feel like the right thing to do at the time? I think it felt like the right thing to do. It was sort of a step up in like tertiary education. So it was my master's and it felt very aligned. And I kind of got into producing because when I had to pick a specific major to go into, I didn't even know what a producer did, but mm. I read it and I was like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And I haven't stopped doing that since. Well, I find it very fascinating that you might pursue one specific degree or Mm. area of study but over time you might find yourself actually dabbling in other areas and you never know where you can end up in and this is something we see across all careers by the way Mm. so I find this very interesting. Hannah first question that we have for you asked by students when it comes to a career path of a film producer is what does a typical day look like for yourself? Funny that's a really hard question to answer I think it really depends on a lot of different things and usually it's about where you're at in the pipeline for your projects. So for me personally, I've got a couple of things going at once. So a typical day could range from like waking up and like looking at your emails and that really dictates what you have to do. So today I was emailing a lot of composers for a film that I'm working on to get them to bid for the job. I was also looking at some stills for publicity for another project that's already completed that has to be delivered to one of our broadcasters. I was reading a contract for some money that was coming in for like the development process for another show. I was negotiating the terms of a writer's room that I was going to be in for a different project for a different company and... That is just like a really small glimpse of what I did today. 
Yeah, and I will go home and do a bit more, I think. There's so many different things that you're covering. There's no really normal day. And what is your schedule like? Is that a Monday to Friday? Do you work on weekends? What's the schedule like looking at for every for any given project? Yeah, because I work full time in the film industry and also have like my own projects on the side, it is it's creeping into like eight to six plus Saturdays at wow. the moment. Yeah. Okay. And we're not even shooting, but yeah. That's just, where I'm at. Just the planning side of things. Just, just the planning and the finishing and, yeah, just where I'm at in my career. It's kind of demanding that of me. Mm. So that's what I'm doing. Moving on to our next question that we have mm. for you asked by students, Hannah, is what qualifications are required for the role? Mm-hmm. Honestly, in film, you don't it's a big thing you learn on the job depending on what role you want to go into. So for me, it was definitely a good idea to go into film school having no background in that. Like I didn't take it in high school. I didn't have any connections to the industry. So my master's really gave me the connections and the experience to understand what it was that I was getting myself into. That's a big thing you'll take from film school, those mm. connections, because I it is the business where it is more about who you know, but also having like an openness and a willingness to learn and collaborate. I think those things will get you really far on top of the experience you're trying to build. So it's less about the qualifications and more about, yeah, all those elements. Yeah. And that's a fair point, obviously less about the qualifications, but is there any, do you seek is it useful, is it beneficial mm. to go through the film schools and or is it not required at all? Yeah, um, and for producing, it, it kind of depends. Like film school, I don't think really prepares you for the scope and the breadth of what that job entails. So I, an accounting background for me was actually very helpful because mm. it is a lot of numbers, like producing really is the business side of the film industry. Mm. On top of being creative, it's like it's a lot of contracts and it's a lot of like negotiating terms. And I think, yeah, an accounting degree, a legal degree, would be really useful so anyone in law who's not wanting to go into law yeah take a look at producing or like entertainment law it's very powerful stuff fantastic and that's great to know that your background in accounting has actually complemented your role right now as a film producer Mm -hmm. but just coming back to the question qualifications are not necessary and this is a big thing for me and to understand about careers because it not always is right but it's learning on the job getting that I guess my question is What is the advice that you would have for students who are trying to find a way to get that experience, to get that on the job training? What would really allow them to separate from everyone else applying for a job? Mm, You mean like how to get a foot in the door? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good and tough question. It is about sort of who you know. So I would just put like the feelers out there for like anyone who's in the film industry. A mm. lot of the work we actually source is on Facebook pages, which yeah. sounds kind of crazy, like wow. productions looking for people. And you have to start sort of from a bottom roll up. So producing is like if you want to work on a longer show, you start in the production office as mm. like a runner or a production secretary. Or there are some really great in the Australian industry, sort of national and state based funding opportunities for you to make your own short films and I think if you're going out there and finding people you connect with and doing it yourself that's your way in like just going out and actually doing it Mm. but if not yeah definitely go to film school like that'll set you up as like the opportunity some of the good film schools in Australia are if you're from Perth the WA Screen Academy where I went Victoria is the VCA and New South Wales definitely afters Queensland has Mm. Griffin that's all I'm really across but there are some like really great 
great options. Great there. options there for you to consider. No, good to know, Hannah. Yeah. And this leads really well into our next question that we have for you is, how did you find a job? What was the whole process and what was the process for you in terms of, you know, getting your first foot in the door? Exactly. Can you tell us what happened? Yeah. So I graduated from film school and then kind of in like Western Australia, tried to get my foot in the door, but found it very difficult to do that as a fresh grad. Why is that? It's, uh, I guess at the time I went, like I graduated with my cohort and there just weren't enough jobs for the number of people who were looking for them. Mm -hmm. And I went away on holiday and I came back and everyone else who was like good enough had got like snapped up and Mm -hmm. there just wasn't stuff. Or I believe, I believe it wasn't my time. Okay. So I worked in retail. I did that for a year full time while I was like making short films on the side. Some of them funded, some of them not. Mm. And that started getting me noticed. So one of the biggest short, I made a $10,000 short film, which sounds like a lot of money, but is not. I made a $10,000 short film that got me recognised by the state funder. Yeah. Then the next time it came round, I got a $80,000 short film that was picked up by SBS. And then after that, I made like um, a $900,000 web series also for SBS. And that was my pipeline. That is my own personal work as like a producer. Mm. And on the side of that, I managed to like quit my retail job and start like freelancing for bigger productions. Mm -hmm. So I was a producer's attachment on The Heights, Mm -hmm. which is a matchbox show. Okay. And then after that, I went and worked in-house at a production company in Sydney for a year. Wow. And then came back to Perth to do that web series I mentioned, Iggy and Ace on SBS On Demand. Go check it out. (laughs) And after that, I moved to Melbourne where I'm working for another production company while Mm -hmm. I do my own things on the side, an animated short film, another sort of web series that's like a million plus dollars, another web series that's a bit smaller, $200,000. And that's kind of where I'm sitting at the moment with like various other things trying to get up. It's it's incredible to hear your progression over time and being able to scale up every single project. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate that that's the case for me. Like mm. it's not that linear for people, but right. I have worked very hard. I've so, worked very hard and I've been fortunate with the timing. Sacrificing obviously a lot in that process with time and family and all of those kinds of things as well. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I don't know when I was like leaving accounting and like <coughs> thinking about what it was going to take to make it, that was something I was really prepared to do. Yeah, And I've always been very ambitious. So that's where landed me fantastic and i want to take you back once again to the point that you made where it wasn't your time you Mm -hmm. know and you worked in retail for quite some time Mm. but then when you were looking for opportunities as you said paid or non-paid was there a kind of were you selective of it or do you just did everything and anything about the projects that you kind of wanted to work on yeah yeah good question i think There's this fear with like curating what your taste is and I think you will work that out as you keep going. It's Mm. something I'm still working on where I find my place to be and what my preferences are. But initially, yeah, you take what you can get and I did a lot of things for free that I haven't mentioned because they weren't part of like, I feel like what pushed me forward. Mm. But those connections are important and being kind and working hard and yeah, I'm sure along that pipeline as well, I've met people who like wouldn't rate me as who I am, Mm. you know, 
but you will find your people and you will find your place. And if it's really what you want, you will find a way to do it. Absolutely. And that's so comforting, I think, for anyone listening out there that you've progressed so much and you're still trying to find out what is you know, your kind of area of producing. I mean, let's say your niche and your kind of speciality as well. But more importantly, you're right, like building relationships is so critical and doing that grunt work and doing it for free and getting kind of any exposure for that matter is is, is necessary in any capacity in for any career. Moving on to our next question, Hannah, that we have for you is, did anything surprise you once you started working in industry? Yeah, absolutely. For me, it was how much of it is made up how much of it is pretty cowboy and people trying to work it out? And there is, like, some infrastructure in the way you, like, treat people and the way you do things. But, like, yeah. every time you do it, something's different. Okay. You learn something new every time because people do it slightly differently. Give us an example. I don't know that I can mm. because having worked for, like, two different companies on mm. two different scales, they just are internally completely different. Okay, right. And, like, even in the same industry just between different places like even the way those two worked maybe aren't the way I would have done things and that's okay mm. what do you mean made up in that capacity like I, I just mean there's no right answer okay there's no right answer to the way you want to do things okay as long as it's done safely and okay. within budget everything else is like okay up for grabs yeah okay. you know what I mean yeah there are definitely preferences for the way people like to work and like the way it happens but yeah it's kind of um made up Understood. So it's what you make of it and how you want to proceed with it as long as you meet the deadline and obligations of what you need to do. Essentially, is that what you're saying? I am and I might get in trouble for that, but that is that is what it feels like yeah. sometimes. Yeah. As long as you're like, yeah, doing it safely and yeah. to like a certain like standard, everything else is... Um, kind of cowboy makes sense no it makes sense and i think it's in a lot of other careers as well where you have a goal you have a target mm. you need to do what you need to do in any capacity to meet that deadline and obviously it has to be safe and has to be ethical that goes without no mistake but um yeah i mean i i what you i guess what i find interesting about that statement is that it's very common to think about careers very structured you know very linear about how you need to do a job there must be a specific process there must be a specific way but especially in your field in your industry of the arts and film it's kind of like you need to do whatever you need to do to get where you want to be mm, is it? it's like creative problem solving mm. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And how did you acquire that? And that, was that something you just like learned on the job or did you develop some skill sets before it that really helped? You know, how can anyone prepare for that kind of chaos that is within the film industry and within this role? I don't know that you can. I think it's about knowing how much you can take onto your plate mm. and then just making sure that you are really good at organising yourself in order to organise the people around you. Mm. So just being flexible and being able to react quickly to things like Cool and calm under pressure. Great advice there, Hannah. Moving on to our next question that we have for you is, do you have good work-life balance? Mm, good question. Probably not. It's something particularly I've noticed like during COVID for my industry and my peers that people are grappling with a lot mm. because now that we've come out of it, the boom of work has just been so immense that everyone is really burnt out. And I know for me, particularly, I'd say August of this year, it was a really mm. tough time for me. And I really had to take a step back and sort of evaluate what the next right things are because it will like swallow you whole. Yeah. And for me, I've always been really like, hey, I'm going to go to America to try and make it. And so I do a lot of like research into 
people whose careers I admire and the way they live their lifestyles. And like, for example, I was listening to Mindy Kaling on a podcast. It might have been script notes that she was participating in and just the amount of work it took her to get to where she is. Like, I don't know if I want it. Mm. And that's Mm. like a really important thing to think about. So yeah, the work-life balance is really non-existent, especially if you're in production because you're doing like 12 to 14 hour days, five, sometimes six days a week. Mm. And you can say goodbye to your friends and your family because that film crew become your life. Your life. And yeah, yeah some people really love that and it's a lot of fun, but it's, it's tough work and just know that that's what it kind of takes. Yeah. Or work out how you can protect yourself and what structure looks like for you yeah but you didn't know that coming into this role and into this industry completely mm-hmm. would that would i be correct in that statement yeah absolutely like you can hear about it but until you do it it's kind of different fair enough and right now you've been doing it for how many years oh only five five years and obviously good success but there's been times where you've said you at the moment you don't have good work-life balance you've been burnt out before how do you deal with that five years in how do you keep yourself balanced oh I'm so sorry to everyone listening normally for me it's like making sure I get enough sleep and like a bath is really helpful for me yeah and like just having friends that you can lean on and talk to and like a support group that maybe can look after you in that way, like mm. for your basic needs. Yeah. It sounds crazy, but when I was working in Sydney for a project, I deliberately chose to stay with my family and not with like not in a hotel or not with friends because I would come home and like my laundry was done and dinner was on the table and mm. I didn't have to think about like coming back from a 14 hour day to like work out those things yeah fair enough Hannah. and we appreciate your honesty once again and to hear what what works for you is very fascinating you know and something for people to be aware about does cause that stress um mm. it's about how do you cope and also keep yourself balanced as well but also enjoy and obviously pursue the passions that you have mm-hmm. you know? so mm-hmm. next question that we have for you hannah is is there good career progression opportunities within your field mm-hmm. yeah well Producing is kind of tricky because I'm just kind of doing it and I guess Mm. every project can get bigger and bigger and you kind of have to decide what that career progression looks like, if that makes sense. So um, I guess in other roles it's quite traditional, but yeah, there are plenty of opportunities to like make a lot of money and work with some really cool people, but it's really what success looks like to you. Understood. And to put that question back to you, what does success look like to you? Is that staying here in Australia? Is it being a bit more global? Is it the type of projects you work on? What is it that actually defines that for yourself? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with all of them. I think I'd like to feel where I'm at a point in my career that it's sustainable, which is like a really tough thing that a lot of people deal with. Where it's sustainable, where I'm working on the projects I want to work on with like good people. Mm. I think it's really important for me to work with people who are aligned with my values and like become my friends because it is such a long working relationship and if those things do well, great. But I think it's it's about the stories and the stories that are important to tell. And yeah, that's that's what success would look like. Look like for yourself. And that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I think it is because you're only five years into your career and you have so much to go, understandably, as a young professional. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what you're going to be doing in the future. Next question that we have asked by students is, and one of our favourite and top questions that asked by students is, Is the pay rewarding? 
Mm, yeah, it definitely can be. Okay. It definitely can be. Me at my level, I'm like so, sort of comfortable. Like I'm kind of working it out. I know what it can get up to. Do you want, you want to share figures? I would love a breakdown just for our listeners out there to get an understanding from maybe when you started mm-hmm. and understanding what does that progression look like and up to you in terms of the detail you want to share. But once again, it's good for our listeners and for people to understand really what does that mean for them? What could it mean for them? Yeah. I mean, if you run your own company, you can dictate your own salary. So for I know that like a couple of different companies, some of the producers are earning like 200000 a year on their salary. And then every time something gets into production, you get a little bump up. So it could be another like 10 to 15 per production. Wow. And then on top of that, there's this thing called the margin that comes in the back end of projects, which... I'm sorry, it's very rambly. No one's going to understand until you get to that level, but mm. that like boosts it a little bit more. Even a lot more. of that goes back to the company to like run companies, but yeah. yeah, it can it can be really big money and that's kind of Oh, I don't even know if that's big money. That's relatively standard, I think at this point. It goes up from there. Wow, that's quite significant. To, I'm not there. No, and and fair enough, but how how long does it take to get there? Is that is that an experience thing? Is it just the fact that you might know someone or what is it that allows you to earn that kind of significant money reputation and sort of sustainability and just like being able to prove that you can like pull off making a great show that people want to watch and tune into like it's yeah it's tough out there like that 90 like that 80 i can't remember between 70 and 90 thousand dollars i made 750 dollars from that that did wow Okay. Yeah, from a $90,000 short, yeah. I made $750 just to give you an indication of what that's like. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And um, doing that at a very early stage in your career, what does it now look like for yourself? If you could share with us a ballpark figure. Yeah, so I have like a salary at the job I work for, which is like about $70,000. And then on top of that, my freelance work probably brings in another like this year, probably like thirty to 45000 mm. on the side. Yeah. But that just kind of depends and that kind of fluctuates. On the nature of the project, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and the volume of work. Yeah. Great to know. And um, this has taken over some time over the five years. Just coming back to when you started, was it just – it was just dependent on the project. It was freelance. It was seven hundred and fifty dollars for a ninety thousand dollar project. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. That says yeah. it all. Yeah, I think like and producers are some of the last to get paid. Mm. Like the buck kind of stops with you. Like you are completely responsible for making sure that the film is delivered and that the people you hire get paid. So at the end of the day, like if something goes awry, something goes over budget, an accident happens, like that's your responsibility. Mm. You have to rein it in and you will take a cut if something something happens something happens so wow yeah appreciate the honesty hannah last question that we have for yourself Mm -hmm. is what is the most important skill that you believe that is needed for this industry that's a really tough one i think i already mentioned just like the flexibility the humility the willingness to learn Mm. and the openness to collaboration. Like it's in that space and that energy, like the hard work, but also being able to like negotiate and like have those difficult decisions made and like understanding how everyone fits together and that everyone's important. I think the more you go out and work in the industry in different positions to understand what everyone's struggle is in order to better help them is like a really 
good and useful thing to do. Like how are you going to understand the needs of like the camera assistant and to like speak their language in order to like better support their work if you don't spend time. Yeah. yeah. So it's really like from the bottom up. I think the industry is small and I think people talk and you will find the people that you want to work with and not everyone is your cup of tea. But if you just act with like sort of integrity and like in in that openness, I think you can make it. It is, it's really tough and like, and it will continue being tough and it is always tough for like anyone in it. Like a lot of my friends and I, every other week it's like, should we leave? And some people do and some people don't. And I think it's a big waiting game to try to make it if you are resilient and you push through that it will happen for you. Mm. But it's hard. Like, it's really, really hard. I really do think about it every other week about whether or not I'm going to keep going. But I've made it this far and it's the escalation of commitment more than anything. So I do love it, but it will it will take from you. Yeah. No. I, re- I reckon I've aged considerably. <laughs> considerably. No, yeah. It's good. I don't think so, Hannah. You look great. And that wraps up all our questions that we have for you today. Thank you so much for being here and, for and giving your honest opinions on and giving your honest advice on some of these questions. For our listeners who have more questions for Hannah that did not feature on our list today and would like to connect with her, just visit our website, careerview.com.au. This is where you'll find Hannah's profile. And you can send her more questions, which I'm sure she'll be happy to answer when she has some time. And with every episode, please don't forget to submit the questions that you want to know, especially to young professionals who've been there and they've done that and can share their story. So once again, Hannah, I'm so glad that we have a little bit of time to actually get you here to answer these questions. Before you run away, I have one last thing that I want to ask you. And we do this with all our career professionals is, do you have any advice for students out there who may be interested in the film industry and interested in becoming a film producer like yourself, what would you say to them? Yeah, I would say that it is a lot of fun and don't forget why you want to do it in the first place and just try to really draw on the values that are pushing you to do it and it's going to be okay to lean on the support and the community that you have around you in order to make what you have. Yeah. And I don't know, I would say like the film industry moves really fast and everything that I've said could change and I'm at a really specific point in my career. So just take it with a grain of salt and just make of it what you can. And yeah, that's that's my advice. Fantastic, Hannah. Thanks again for being here. Thank you.